0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of ED. Just go to getromancom SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getromancom SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGP, an app the SGPN app gives you easy access to all our picks podcasts and it's the exclusive place to enter all of our contests including our $1,000 NBA finals free rule just under SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we're here for our Sunday night dive into what's happened across the MLB this week. We'll have a little look at our picks from last week uh, and also we've got a bit of a round table tonight. We've got a few guests on, uh, so we've got all sorts of things we're going to talk about. Uh, joining me tonight, first off, as usual, uh, from Houston, Texas, is Moonaf Manji. Good evening, Moonaf. How are you doing?
1: Good evening, sir. How are you? It's not about you and I today. It's more about our, our superstars, our our third guy and our fourth guy and our kind of our batting lineup today. So uh, I'm excited for this pod. I know we've been trying to get it together for a couple of weeks now, and I'm glad that we're finally able to schedule it. But uh, uh, I'm excited to have uh, Nick and Will on. This is going to be a really fun podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are joined. We've got a couple of guests, uh, as Moonaf says. Uh, first up... Um, From Raleigh, North Carolina that I've just learned. Uh, I don't know where it is, uh, but I know that he's there. Uh, Host of the College Football and Basketball Experience, uh, Nick Dant. Evening, Nick, how are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys?
0: Yeah, we're good, thank you. We're all excited. Uh, How am I? Good stuff and joining us, uh, the main man, he, he normally gets about 20% of the airtime that we talk about, just while we're laughing at how good his picks are, basically. Um, so I don't know how he's done this week, but I'm sure it'll be 70-something percent. Uh, Mr. Will Moorman, good evening, Will, how are you?
3: What's going on, boys? It's about time we got the whole crew together. Uh, yeah, no, I, last I looked at it was at 65%, not not quite oh. 70
0: yet. <laughs> Mate, that's disappointing for you. Got some work to do, right? Oh man! So uh we'll before we get into uh, a chat with the boys on uh, what's coming up, we will unpack last week's picks, Moonaf. Um, oh man, we're knocking on the door again. We went two and two as a team, which yeah. this time was teamwork. It wasn't all you <laughs> do, doing the heavy lifting like we did last week. Um, we went one and one each. Um, my two, I got the Marlins against the Braves, which was my luck. It was plus odds as well. It was one 1-0-5. So I was happy with that and actually called most of the stuff right. Uh, Sandy Alcantara went well. Six in pitched, pitch, two in runs. Um, and they knocked out Charlie Morton after the fourth inning. Um, the Marlins pen hung on. And really, I thought the Marlins probably could have won uh, by a couple more, but they got over the line 4-3. Um, my dog was an absolute dumpster fire last night. Um, the A's and the Royals. We took the under on the rookie matchup between James Caprelian and Jackson core uh, yeah. And Caprelian did his bit. He didn't give up any runs. And Kohar gave enough runs up for everybody. So... Um, yeah that didn't cover myself in glory there so take a one and one um and you did the same thing moon off one one
1: yeah I mean my lock was pretty much a sweat free rocking chair when I even texted you when uh when that first inning went off I said sure I already got go ahead and call this a lock because I had the Dodgers run line minus one and a half and I also said to get on that minus two and a half if it was available on your books and uh I expected the Dodgers to do what they exactly did. They came out, scored six in the first, and I think they wrapped that game up, I think, 12 to one. And that was another rocking chair win for this week. But my dog, I said it's like it with a grain of salt. Um, And it was just really on Marquez having pitched well recently for the Rockies. But um, it was a little interesting, I think, through those first three innings where I think the Rockies were up by three to two and then the bats of the Reds just kind of took off. Marquez gave up seven earned runs, I believe, in over five innings, and uh, they, he just... and then the bullpen just got shelled. So, um, I know we're gonna have about what eight picks tonight. So, uh, <laughs> I won't be surprised if we get at least a six and two or seven and one on the board. But uh, you know, we're gonna chug along. Like we said, it's a long season, so um, you know, we'll, we'll just go from there.
0: Yeah, I mean that Dodgers one was an odd one as well because the night after the Rangers beat the Dodgers by twelve yeah, to one, I saw that. Yeah. Um, you've got you've got to get uh, you've got to get a fair percentage of luck as well if you're going to get these over the line. Um, Tallysite.com, uh, the picks are up there, and we mention every week that we have a strong team of analysts who put our picks up. Uh, they're embedded on the um, SGPN. Site as well. Again, I was struggling all week. I tend, I, I finished strong. I can't get going in the early part of the week. I was behind, but then I got, I went eleven and three on Friday. Pulled myself out the crap, uh, and I'm just above um fifty percent as we stand. um Which I'm all right. I'm quite precious at the minute. I'm protecting that record of never having dipped below fifty uh, percent this season. Uh, I think you're going okay, thirty-eight and twenty-eight. Um, Obviously, no one can touch Will. It is sixty-five percent. Um, Nick, how are you finding the? Are you are you picking every game over on Tally site. Are you being a bit more selective than no, we've no, just No, no, man. Blanket firing everything.
2: No, I'm picking every game. I picked every game this whole year, and uh, I was doing pretty good uh, this week up until today. Little went a little ice cold today, but I'm still looking at uh, what fifty-six percent for the week. So I'll take that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We we tend to have a, a 50% kind of watermark, uh, me and Moonaugh. We're normally happy with that. But um, Will, 65%, you've got to be slightly disappointed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, actually, you know, believe it or not, last week, I think I went, oh, uh, is it 48% or so? I, I was four games under 500. Uh, so I, I, guess, I guess this is a positive thing. Uh, not really surprising at this point, getting used to sitting up top. But uh, yeah, no, no, it's uh, been another good week.
0: Excellent, um we normally have a little a little look at the week's news, but a it's been a fairly quiet uh, week. there's not been an awful lot going on, and b we've got a lot of stuff to get on to um there is one story dominating baseball today, moon off I know you like my weekly updates um <laughs> i made my double a debut today for Newcastle oh, yes. nighthawks yeah there we go uh three walks, three runs scored, one stolen base in an r b i ground out. Yes, not too so silly. I made my debut as a 45 year old man, uh, and we smashed Durham 21 uh, six. So that's uh, that's the big news. That's uh, rocking global baseball at the minute. The other thing I just wanted to touch on is because it's it's a team that we're not going to talk about really much tonight. It's the Yankees are just and and we all enjoy talking about how bad the Yankees are. They're scuffling along again. They keep losing. Um, Severino left his rehab game the other night. Uh, Ty Owens out. Judges sitting with back spasms only day-to-day at the minute, but you just never know. Uh, they've slowly made their way down to fourth in that division. Um, and even have the lowest run scored. They've scored fewer runs than Baltimore, remarkably. Um,
1: what's what's the situation? Are they going to drag themselves out of this or what? It's a shit situation and I love it. I mean, as a Red Sox fan, <laughs> I'm always going to be happy shitting on the Yankees and it's quite surprising. I mean, when you have the type of talent that you do have uh, in this batting lineup, but for some reason it's, it, it hasn't come around yet. And I don't know what's going on. I mean, they've had, they've batted injuries with guys in and out of the lineup. Um, the pitching, you know, we talked about Corey Kluber probably used up all of his regular season juice in that no hitter. He threw, he's going to be out for extensive amount of time. And now Severino left at rehab game. So I asked at the beginning of the season, I think, how long is Aaron Boone going to be keeping this job? And I, I think that, I think if they at least don't make it to the the conference, uh, oh, sorry, the uh, the AL uh, Conference Champions Series, sorry, uh, I think Aaron Boone's going to be gone. I think they need to get new coaches in there, get a new manager in there. And it, it's, it's, it's always a good season when the Yankees aren't good. I'm not sure how Nick feels about the Yankees, but uh, maybe he can line us on what's going on more with the Yankees, I don't know.
2: Well, I'm not a Yankees fan. Uh, I wouldn't really call myself a hater, but you know, like any you know top team in any league, it's fun to watch them lose. <laughs> uh, you know, so I guess my question is: Are they a decent buy low candidate right now? I think they're at you know plus two fifteen to win the division. Yeah. Um, and so that's a good. That's an interesting question. I, I'm not sure if I'm buying, but you know, I don't know what their odds were to begin the uh, the season to win the AL East, but I'm sure. You know, it's, they've, they've dropped big time. So plus 215 is actually kind of attractive. But I don't know, man. I don't know if they turn the corner. You might be right. You know, maybe they just never get things together this year and they go ahead and fire Boone.
0: Just even as a, as a bylaw candidate, I think the, the name recognition factor they're still not sort of big enough price really for what they have been doing. Um, they were minus 175, yeah. uh, four to seven at the start of the season. So for a team that's sitting in fourth and they've got genuine competition in there as well. Um, it's uh, it's not just um, Tampa uh, who were going to put them to the sword. So I still don't think that's a big enough price. I think that's purely on on the name that's keeping them down there rather than rather than anything else. Um But yeah, long may it continue, I'm all for it. Um, What we thought we'd do tonight is that obviously we've got four people here. Uh, Three of you have... Um, specific teams that you support, uh, mine is more of a lean uh, than a than a true fandom. Um, but we thought we'd just go through one by one, and everyone can give their little views and analysis on how their teams have done, uh, which will in turn obviously bring in uh, the views of, of other sides, and we can look at the divisions and World Series and a little little bit of analysis. So we're going to start with we'll start at the bottom. Nick, uh, the Washington Nationals. Um, it's all been a little bit scruffy.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, it, we won the World Series in 2019 and we you know, the the fall to last in the NL East. or well, Actually, I guess right now um yeah, yeah, we're last. Uh I mean, it's two years and you fall that far and then, you know, with the age of the pitchers and all the injuries piling up with Scherzer and Strasburg, it's it's looking like uh, a long season in the nation's capital, that's for sure.
0: And I mean, is there any cause for a possible fight back? Is there is there anything you'd be interested in. I think um, Munaf, Moonaf you put some you put some odds up on the show notes, didn't you, for for the nationals. So uh twenty two to one for the division, um sixty to one for the World Series. That might be a bit of a stretch, but um divisionally do you think they can get anywhere near what's up with Scherzer this week Scherzer went down didn't he
2: yeah he did and that's I mean (laughs) who knows uh but he's he's you know showing signs of his age some and the injuries are piling up like I said I guess the one thing good with the Nationals is that even though they're last place in their division they're only seven and a half games back if you look at the last place teams in every other division they're you know 19 15 13 you know so the NL East isn't very good. So I guess that's the one thing that the nationals have going for them. but as a team that's always banked on like, you know, top-notch pitching, if Scherzer misses a a long amount of time and who knows what Strasburg is going to be able to do this year. And after those two guys, their pitching falls off big time. Um, you know, Fetty and Lester and Corbin Corbin has been crap this year. So, uh, no, yeah, I don't think they're going to make any moves this year. I think, uh, they're going to kind of start a uh, rebuilding process, and it might be, uh, well, it's going to be a long year this year. I think next year might be long too, but hopefully, uh, you know, get some new prospects in there, get some fresh faces and in a couple of years. We'll be, you know, back contending for the uh, division there.
1: So I, had a, uh, I had a question. Sorry, yeah, Sorry for, man, sorry, uh, for Nick. Uh, do you think Scherzer is going to be on this roster come trade deadline?
2: I've heard the rumors, and at this point, I couldn't, I wouldn't blame the Nats for dealing him if, you know, depending on what they can get in return, if they can yeah. get, you know, an attractive trade from a contender, mm-hmm. you know, I hate to say it cause you, you love Mad Max. I mean, he's been such yeah. the competitor over the years, but if you look at the roster here right now, we don't have the roster to compete, yep. you know? So uh, if you're looking towards the future, it might make
1: sense. Got it. Do you have anything for nationals? And uh, Will, do you have any input for the nationals?
3: You know, I, I just – it, it kind of surprises me this year because I was i was higher on them than most, I think. Uh, we knew their pitching staff was probably going to be a huge question mark with yeah. the, them aging, even, even in Lester, who, I mean, Lester's probably two, three years out of his prime. But that batting order has a lot of talent in it. I thought adding Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber may be a really good move for them. But at the same time, it just – your bats can only get you so far if your pitching staff just isn't there. And it, it it's almost sad to say, because like I said, I going into the season, I was really high on the nationals. I thought maybe even they could be a real, you know, dark horse to maybe make a run at the title, but they just don't look like they have any steam right
1: now. And I think one thing I've noticed about the nationals and we talked about this last week, Malcolm was that they were probably one of the best teams to bet on the under. And I think that's, I think to Nick's point that the batting it, it just hasn't been there along with the pitching for me. Also, I mean they uh, just like Will said right now that they added Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber, but it almost seems like it, it it's just not enough. I mean, early in the season when they had when we talked about Trey Turner and Juan Soto on this roster and and Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber, I thought that this offense would probably be tops in the in the, at least the National League, but it's really been the pitching that has been. Uh, that's really kind of been their downfall this season. And I think that it'll be interesting to see where if Scherz is not on this rest or where he kind of ends up on, on what type of contender. God forbid it's a Yankees, but anywhere else, I'd be happy to see. Um, I'd be happy to see him anywhere else. I think Nick pointed out the one thing about this division is that, um,
0: the Mets have kind of got away with it we're going to talk about the Mets in a little while actually um, but there isn't much coming out of it Atlanta don't appear to be able to put it together uh, at the moment Miami have dropped off a little bit after we bigged them up so um, there's potential if any team in that division actually could put could put a run together there's, there's the opportunity there uh, they're certainly not out of it but um, like Will said it's uh, they, they don't have any steam at the minute and it's all it all looks a little bit disjointed
1: Yeah, just to kind of wrap up the Nationals, um, I I think, yeah, to Nick's point, I think this is going to be probably a long rebuild time for them, maybe the rest of this season for sure, and probably next year. So it'll just be interesting to see what they kind of decide to do with their pitching and if it does get healthy. Uh, Any final thoughts on that, Uh, Nick, and then we'll probably move on to the Cubs.
2: I think we've pretty much wrapped it up. Uh, You know, obviously you love Trey Turner and Juan Soto combo, but right now they're pretty much the only guys that are producing consistently. uh, And obviously you need more than two guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, So
0: moving on, uh, Will Moorman, the Chicago Cubs, um, you joined us on the preseason podcast um, for the Cubs, and I was really quite low on them. Um, but actually I have admitted in the last two or three weeks that there's two or three, two or three teams that I think I was I got wrong uh, and I think the Cubs were one of them the Cubs, the Cubs have um, performed really well and this division was an interesting one certainly from a betting angle which is why we're here um, at the start of the season there was four teams that you could have thrown a blanket over you had St. Louis at plus 150 uh, Cincinnati plus 350 Chicago at plus 400 uh, and the Brewers were plus 260, so you've got four teams. There's still not an awful lot in it. Um, The Brewers have gone favourites, I think, at plus 150, uh, and the Cubs are half a point shorter than they were. So it's all to play for, but, I mean, I've been surprised by the Cubs. You were a little bit higher on them than me. Uh, Are you surprised by them? Are you happy with how they've gone about it?
3: Well, well, I think being a fan of them, it makes you uh, at least a little pessimistic, to say the least. I mean, they're, they're sitting 37 and 27, though, right now, and they've been fighting a lot of injuries. What does scare me, though, is the fact that they're 23 and 10 at home, but yet they're 14 and 17 away from home. And, and it, their pitching staff, albeit it's been better than I thought it would be, it's still not where they were when they made their World Series run. They're, their bats are trying to carry, and it's, as we know, uh, you got to have a decent pitching staff to make a run as well.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things, especially as of late for the Cubs, has been their pitching. I mean, you take a look over their last 30 days. When I really like looking at some of the recent uh, trends for some of these teams is that the Chicago Cubs pitching as a team, already has 2.89, 19, and 8 over their last 30 days. So when we, were, we, we had you last time on the podcast with me and Malcolm, the – Uh, the Yankees, sorry, the Cubs were not doing so well. You've seen a big turnaround for them. What do you think has been like the biggest thing from that point to now? Now they're tied for the division lead with the Brewers right now. So what do you think has kind of been that big, biggest factor for them? I know you said the bats, but the pitching has been pretty good too. I know they don't have a true race, but they've been they have a couple guys in the lineup in that pitching rotation that have been doing really well.
3: I think it's been very much a collective effort of the team. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's enough there's enough star power there between Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, Baez, you know, that, 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 that they can get something going. But I just – I have a hard time picturing them uh, continuing as, as they have, especially, like I said, that pitching staff, just because, as you mentioned, they don't really have a true ace. They're really relying on a team effort, which never ends well, it seems like, for a team.
1: Yeah, and and that's what we had discussed also when Malcolm, me, and Malcolm were talking about the Cubs. I think a few weeks back, is that they don't have that true ace right now, right? And it's going to be interesting to see that if they kind of keep this up for the rest of the season, or at least till the trade deadline, do you think they go out and try to go trade for Ace? We just talked about Max Scherzer, probably a guy that's going to be available at the trade deadline or maybe in the buyout market. Do you think there's a guy that can that the Cubs may go out and get like that to? really make that run for the division as we kind of approach the midway and then the second half of the season?
3: Well, I think the only thing that's going to stop them from that is the fact that they really don't have a lot of assets that they can afford to yeah. give away with and still keep their chances and their momentum going. If, I think if they had maybe just a little bit more depth, they definitely go for that. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but you know, you can't really afford to get rid of anybody. I mean, Javi Baez included, even though he's either yeah. home runner or out.
1: <laughs> it's funny that it's funny that we have, we almost talk about Javi Baez every single week and he, he'll pretty much swing at anything, but if he connects, it, it's going literally out of the ballpark. So it, it's really fascinating to see when he comes up to at bat because he, he really just swings at everything. Uh, Nick, do you have any thought on the uh, thoughts on the Cubs?
2: I just love the fact that I think they've played the Padres uh, six times in the last two weeks and they've won five of them. So yeah. Yeah, you know, coming into the season, the Padres, you know, it's Padres, Dodgers, Padres, Dodgers. So, uh, I just, I've enjoyed watching them beat the Padres and Hey, if, if they can keep on swinging the bats like they have been, then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously I think Will is correct that eventually if they can get to the playoffs, they're going to need better pitching, For sure. but, uh, keep swinging those hot bats
0: boys. So as far as the division's concerned, then, um, I think it's probably a three horse race. Now the Reds have dropped away a little bit. Um, Brewers have gone favourite, which means there's a little bit of value on the Cubs or the Cards. Um, Any of you have a strong lean? Does anything jump off the page there?
3: I think it's way too early to call this division, uh, even in the slightest. Because I mean, even though the Reds are starting to kind of fall off a little bit, they're still only sitting at five hundred themselves, which I believe puts them—I mean, uh, what five games back or so? Like, I mean, they're right—they're right there in the race as well. I mean, uh, in the end of the day, I still—I still stand by my statement that I believe the Cardinals are probably the team that ends up taking this division, just because of the sheer talent in both pitching and hitting that they have. But uh, as Nick just mentioned, if the Cubs can continue this this output that they've been doing recently, I think that they do have a really good chance of taking this division as well.
1: And well, we've talked about the Cardinals over the last couple of weeks here. Malcolm, is that their pitching? Ha- their pitching rotation, their starting rotation, has really taken a, a hit with all the injuries that they have. So this might, I think, will hit the nail on the head right now. That if you think the Cardinals are going to win this division. I think now might be a good time for you to jump on them because they've hit a kind of a skid and eventually they are going to get uh, their starting, uh, their starting pitchers back by Jack Flaherty. And and I think they missed uh, Kim also in that rotation. So um, it'll be interesting to see again, how, how it kind of, how this, I think this is one of the more intriguing divisions that we've talked about, Malcolm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's certainly the, the widest open from a, from a gambling point of view. And there's um there's, there's really four teams there that you could, that you could put your money down and you could make a case uh, for all four. It's only really the pirates who were, who were dead and buried in that division. Moonaf, um, we get onto this on a weekly basis with you, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, we've been relatively high on them and they've certainly been better than we thought. Um, not tonight. Obviously they've been absolutely humped tonight. <laughs> um, the Blue Jays have battered them 18-4. Um do you The last maybe two weeks, I've just saw a couple of things that tell me um, the projections are catching up with them. And I think they're starting to look a little bit more like the team that we thought they were going to be. They're, they're, I think they're OK, yeah. but, but I'm not sure um, they're going to maintain the pace that they set early in the season, Moonaf. So tell us about Boston.
1: Yeah, I think two things to start off here with the Red Sox is that if they're not going to be playing the Astros, uh, I think they're going to be okay because they went into um, Minute Maid Park and they lost three out of four. And then Astros came into Fenway Park and two two out of three from them. So um, I think the theme is kind of continuing here as far as the teams that we're discussing as our favorite teams, that the pitching is, is really the issue for the Red Sox. Also, we know that their offense is capable of, You know, going out and putting up at least five to six runs every single night, led by J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogars, Rafael Devers, Verdugo. So they have the guys on the offense. That's not the problem. Again, we've talked about in the beginning of the season that the pitching was going to be the concern for this Red Sox team. And until they get Chris Sell back, I know he threw a bullpen session on Friday and Alex Corr said that he was impressed with what he saw, but they're still going to be more cautious with a guy coming back from that type of injury that they're really going to limit the number of pitches that he throws at least early on. And then we, again, we talked about Eduardo Rodriguez, who's just been absolutely like, I don't know how bad he's been bad. And that's pretty much how you sum it up over his last three to four starts uh, for, for the Red Sox. And he was supposed to be that top of the line pitcher for this team and he hasn't really gotten it done. So The pitching continues to be a problem for this Red Sox team. You take a look at this weekend series as as a great example for um, how bad the pitching is. Again, like you said, tonight they gave up 18 runs to the Blue Jays. They gave up seven yesterday. They gave up five um, on the Friday night game. But they still have to go out and come back from behind and win that game. I think the Red Sox do lead the league and come from behind wins. I believe it's up to 23 now. But how much, how sustainable is that for this Red Sox team? So, again, the question for me for this team is: is that if they're going to continue what they're what they've been doing, um, are they going to be buyers at the trade deadline to get pitching? Also, so I think that's that's what kind of sums up for me from what I've seen for the Red Sox so far.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of red flags. Um, I think that stat that you just mentioned about the. They come from behind wins. It's a nice thing to be able to do, but it's not hugely sustainable. Um, the big one I saw someone talk about last week was the home run to fly ball rate, which I think was artificially low. Um, and that had to had to regress to the mean. And that's kind of what's happened. That they've... Um, That whole division scores and concedes a whole load of runs. Um, When you look down the numbers, there's a lot of teams in the mid-250s, 260s. Um, Everywhere you look in that division, it's all 320s. Tampa have scored 320, Boston 320, Toronto 320, but equally given up a shitload as well. Uh, Boston up up to 298. So uh, there's runs all over that league. But yeah, there were a couple of things that um, had to come back to the mean like we talked about with the Yankees, though, this division, Toronto uh, hanging around as well. So um, there's still ample room for, for teams to cut each other's throats. Um, Nick, Boston, any, any strong leans either way?
2: You know, Boston basically makes me think of that old press conference that uh, NFL coach Dennis Green coached the uh, Cardinals and Vikings (laughs) and where where he yelled, they are who we thought, uh, what did he say? They are who we we thought thought they were. Thank you. Sorry, I butchered that. But they are exactly who we thought they were. Lots of offense, bad pitching. And finally, I mean, I guess you give him credit for pitching better. You know, when the season started, but uh it's coming around to who we thought they were and uh yeah for for moon off's sake, maybe they make a move here before the trade deadline and uh get some help there
0: uh will boston red sox
3: see what impresses me about the Red Sox, which I was wrong about them, and uh is is the fact that they are twenty and ten on the road. Yeah. which uh which I think is a good sign for a team because I mean when they're when you're only two games above 500 at home but you're winning on the road which I think is it's important to go on the road and win in baseball and uh yeah I mean yeah their pitching staff hasn't been the best in the world but it's been better than we thought it was going to be and, and, and as Munoz says you almost forget that sale hasn't been in the in the uh, in the rotation and and when he comes back I think that's going to be the boost they need. Uh, I I personally am high on the Red Sox. Uh, I think they're kind of benefiting from a somewhat down division with uh, Toronto's horrible pitching, the Yankees just uh, being MIA this year, Uh, and even Tampa Bay, their bats just aren't really there. I think the Red Sox have a really good chance of taking this division if they can uh, get their pitching staff back going in the right direction again as they were about a month ago. Uh, I really even think that they may have a shot at even maybe – Maybe taking the AL pennant or World Series if if they can get hot at the right time.
1: Yeah, i more confident than I am. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like you, yeah. you
0: said, though, you're always pessimistic about your own team. That's just uh, that's one of the rules of being a sports
1: fan. I think. Yeah, and I, I think kind of to wrap it up for me for the Red Sox, that's been. I think I've, I've mentioned this several times, is that getting Alex Cora back in that, in that dugout has been absolutely huge for them. So uh, hopefully they can continue and, and find ways to keep on winning ball games and, and kind of turning it around at, uh, at home and, you know, getting Chris L back will be big, but I think they probably need to add probably another bat and then for sure, another arm of that rotation. So it'll be interesting to see once we approach this trend deadline for all the teams that we're talking about.
0: So the final team we're going to look at would be mine. Like I said it's not a, it's not a huge fandom. It doesn't spoil my day if they win or lose, but it's it's just more of a lean. Uh, it's the team I started watching when I, when I first got into baseball. Um it's the New York Mets and they are lending themselves quite an interesting uh, season so far. The divisions in an interesting place. Uh, we've already spoke a little bit about that with Nick uh, in his Washington um, team. So the Mets—they've had a really funny season. The, the, there's quite a lot of things to preface what the Mets have done. They, they had that truncated start of the season where they were snowed out, rained out, covered out on almost a nightly basis uh, for about ten days. So there are a few games behind, but um, in a, quite a lot of adversity, really. They've some of the lineups have had to trot out. Um, the batting lineups, particularly, have been awful through injuries, and they've got a load of players due to come back. They're Pitching obviously is heav- heavily reliant on Degrom, who's been uh, he's been up and down uh, like a bride's nighty as well the last few weeks. He either there's rumours that he's going to be injured, and then he he got pulled. He came back. He went on the IL. He came back every time. He co- I, like, the amazing stat this week that he's um, I think he's driven in five runs and only allowed four scored pitching, yeah. which is frankly ridiculous. Like, um, but what gets me about that division is like we said, there's nothing coming out of it. Atlanta just seem to be going backwards. Um, Philadelphia, every week we say, they are the most 500 team in baseball. Um, Washington aren't going to catch up, and I don't think Miami are. Um, so what you, I think the, the price is prohibitive for the Mets, minus 305 for the division, um, but still a decent price. They're a similar price um, as they were pre-season for the World Series. I think they're plus 950 when they were plus 1,000, so maybe half a point. Um, but what you're what you're backing if you want to take that price with the Mets is how the second half or even the back third of the season's going to look. Um, which is possibly got Noah Syndergaard in the rotation. Um, Carlos Carrasco, people just keep forgetting about him, I think because everyone talks about Syndergaard. Uh, Carlos Carrasco should be back at that point. And then the bats as well, um, J.D. Davis, Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto, Brandon Nimmo, they would be for their first-choice bats, all still to come back in. Um, so I think they've been quite fortunate that the rest of the division have allowed them what's quite a soft lead, Um They've also been quite scrappy. Um, they've had they've had to they hang with teams They're really they've they've barely scored a run. I mean, we just mentioned the, the three hundred odd runs that everyone in the air east scored. Um. The Mets have scored 219 runs. If you compare that to the Braves, who have scored 301. Uh, But then equally, the Mets have allowed 202 to Outlanders 303. So it's a wild disparity. Absolutely wild disparity. This has been one of the most interesting uh, divisions, I think, and certainly one of the most interesting stories. Um, What does anybody think of the Mets? and Are they they capable um, of contending when we get to September, October?
1: Yeah, I I think for me, at least, and I'll make this quick, is that you wrapped it up pretty much. Is that they've battled a lot of injuries throughout the season? When you have Jacob Degrom in this rotation, you always have a chance, right? So uh, you're getting Syndergaard back. You should get some of your other guys back. And, and like you mentioned, that they've been battling injuries. With Alonzo was out, they got him back. With, with some of the other guys in this rot- in the batting lineup. So I think there's a team that once they get it healthy, they're going to be able to put it together. Uh, what do you think, Nick?
2: Yeah, exactly, and uh, I have no faith in any other team in the NL East, so I think the Mets are in a pretty good spot. They're by far and away the the most complete team in that division, so that alone gets them into October, and then if their pitching can take over, then then yeah, yeah, they do have a chance. Well,
3: See, I'm on the other side of the fence here. I I personally think they're – one of, if not the most fraudulent team in the baseball right now. And that's,
2: (laughs) and that's just, that's
3: just for the simple fact that they're 17 and five at home, but yeah, they're 15 and 19 away from home. I mean, that's, that, that's that ought to register something right there that, Hey, you know, I mean, it, it, we've said it time and time again, pitching can only take a team so far. And, and yet, no, I think I think the best thing that they have going for them is the fact that they do have Center guard and Carrasco coming back. But those bats are going to have to get going soon or else, I mean, they, they could very easily lose this division to the Braves or Phillies. If, it, it, I mean, but just, just on the, based on the pretense that, I mean, sure, your pitchers may give up only to a game. But, I mean, if if your bats aren't scoring with it, it's not going to do you any good.
0: Yeah, you're, you're right about that, Will. Um, I looked at the a lot of the batting stats and the the 11th uh, in the league, in the National League there. Um, the only teams below them are the three absolute bums, uh, Pittsburgh, Colorado and Arizona. And then um, Knicks Nationals are sitting in 12th. Um, but there's, they're not hugely egregious, these stats. There's nothing that jumps off the pages that's a real big red flag the batting average is higher than a lot of teams uh who were above them in these rankings uh the strikeout rate's fine the, the K rate's fine and like i say they've got effectively four of of what would be their the first choice nine still to come back in um so i think as i think they've done really well they get themselves they've almost engineered themselves into this position somehow um we we keep saying that teams our team's gonna trade for players, um the Mets could it effectively looks like they're gonna get seven or eight new players for the second half of the season, except they're not trading for them, they're just coming back off the i l
1: yeah, and I think, yeah, like we mentioned, I think that once they get all these guys back from injuries that at least you uh myself and Nick will think that they're they're gonna be okay, but well, it's on the other side of the fence, so I think. A little disagreement is always good for the podcast, but um, yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything else for the Mets?
2: I'll just say one more thing. I think the bats have the ability to get hot. I think Dom Smith is starting to come around here. If they ever get Lindor going, then they they are going to be in better shape offensively.
0: Yeah, Lindor's picked up a little bit the last fortnight. Uh, He's starting contributing bits and bobs. So there we go. There's a few leans for everyone's uh, four teams that we support. Um, hopefully be able to pick a pick a couple of good priced winners out of that Uh, certainly the Chicago Cubs possibly get them in a parlor with the New York Mets if they want, Uh, we're not touching the Red Sox or the Nationals win bet it's bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favourite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Uh, if you watched England win 1-0 against Croatia today, if you want to take the 5-1 to about England bringing football home in the summer of 2021, get across the win bet, use your $500 uh, and get it on the motherland. What's not to like about any of that? Nobody's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three put with a tournament on the line. But if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com SGP. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships you free with two day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple, just go to getroman.com SGP, complete an online visit, take care of your ED without leaving home, complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it, go to getroman.com SGP now to get $15 off your first month, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED, getroman.com SGP, get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit these players by trading in and out teams as the postseason season progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadiens Stanley Cup feature for $45 when the team was 3-1 down against the Maple Leafs. A few days later, we'd flipped it for 600 bucks. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to 500 bucks in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. So, Nick, uh, we brought you on for a reason. Um, and on a weekly basis, I tend to bore Moon off with fantasy stuff. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> can... I've got about seven or eight leagues. I've got all manner of different leagues. But equally, I still think I'm a bit of a rookie, a bit of a beginner. Um, and you're a bit of a fantasy guy. So we've just got to pick your brain about uh, about fantasy stuff. I mean, sure. Are you are you a long time player? What what's your what's your favorite kind of? <laughs> do you play road or baseball? There's so much to choose from, and this is what gets me. I, I need to find my box. Yeah. I need to find my niche, well, um, and you're you're gonna help me do it.
2: First off, I thought you were bringing me on because my good looks, you know, but I guess it's you know my 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 fantasy knowledge. Well, yeah, this might hint at my age, but uh, growing up, me and uh, my brothers, neighborhood kids, we played fantasy football before there was the internet. We used to go out, get the USA Today Monday morning, manually score, you know, via each box score to see who won that week. So I've been playing fantasy for a long time, but yet I'm actually pretty new to fantasy baseball and actually fantasy sports is what kind of got me back into baseball because during my 20s and stuff, baseball kind of fell off my radar. But uh, with the emergence of DFS and DraftKings and all that stuff, I've got, I've got back into it the last three or four years. And, uh, I mean, fantasy baseball is awesome, whether it's DFS, whether it's season-long, whether it's, you know, keeper, uh, best ball, you name it, it's all a lot of fun. And, and especially DFS, I like the little, you know, contests that, that we have going every day. And, uh, you know, also playing some other, you know, 50-50s or cash games or
0: something. Yeah, I think baseball absolutely Lends itself to this. I mean, this, this kind of what got what got me into it uh, is is probably my my second sport after after soccer because. I play fantasy soccer or DFS soccer, but it's not just the same because you can't measure the things as finitely and as accurately as you can in baseball. You'll, they'll give you points for things like a cross. Well, I mean, what what, what constitutes a cross from, from what angle? How far out does it have to be successful? A block, a tackle. They've kind of made this game up and it's not really very sad. i'll do it because i'm a dj and why not uh-huh, but right. it's not particularly satisfactory um baseball isn't like that i mean baseball is absolute uh, you know there's a there's a, an outcome to every single event like um so i mean are you are you were big are you were road guy? but off season do you do do you do a lot of road or stuff do you do a lot of prep or uh, do you just
2: Yeah, you know, I stay busy with fantasy football, NFL, and then college uh, football, DFS and college basketball, DFS, where I can't focus the offseason too much on baseball. It's just only, you know, so many hours in the day. Um, But, you know, when I'm looking at DFS here and, and, you know. I have no magic formula. I'm not going to break any new ground here, but really just a couple of things, you know, get the pitchers, right. You know, uh, whether, and you know, sometimes you can go uh, an expensive pitcher, or a cheap pitcher, but don't be afraid to go too expensive pitchers, because if you don't get the pitchers, right, you're probably not going to compete. Um, and also, w- also with pitchers, you also want to pay attention to the other pitching mat uh, matchup. So you can target hitters against pitchers that you want to fade. Um, and then, you know, I like going after what I call warm batters uh, when these are, are hitters that have been kind of locked in, but they, they haven't had that huge explos- explosive game yet uh, because you never want to be chasing points. So th- if a guy just put up 30 fancy points, don't take him the next day because the chances of him getting those two days in a row are, are pretty slim. You want a guy who's been getting a hit or two each game and then try to you know match him up with, a below-average pitcher, a pitcher, and then maybe that game will be his his huge game. Um, and you know, last thing I'll say is that I like to take you know one or two really low-price guys, kind of you know dart throw gambles because that allows you to pay up for some of the superstars. And if if you get a cheap guy, try to get him batting in the in the front half of the order also against a below average pitcher and he could come up with a decent game and uh, affords you that ability to to uh, pay up for some of the more expensive guys
0: yeah absolutely I think checking the lineups is crucial I tend to once I have picked my pitches is with the hitters, I'll head straight down to the bottom of the list for your two thousand, your two thousand five hundred dollars guys, and maybe find two of them, and then all of a sudden your budget is back up, and you can go and pick, uh, you can go and pick five hitters. I do like using the bookmakers uh, websites to. Just to get a, to get an idea on expected totals and things sure. like that, uh, right, they definitely. they can give you a lean if you if you're looking at a game with a uh, an expected run line of ten and a half or eleven, and then obviously the, someone's going to hit them. So get get your stacks there, and and you can you see you can play the bum teams like it, it it's it's the kind of game where you don't necessarily have to have studs on good teams if you're the Tigers versus the Rockies or the Mariners, someone like that, Um they're equally as capable of. Um, if finishing 10-9 um, is the aura of finishing 2-1 because, because the pitching sucks. Um, Will, you're a, you are a DFS guy, but not so much with the baseball, is that right? Do you dabble? I
3: mean, I'll play some, but I've never just had a ton of success. I've gotten, I would almost say, lucky and hit a couple, but I do kind of use the strategy of just... Uh, paying up for the more expensive pitchers, not necessarily the top two most expensive, but just go and chalk on pitchers uh, because I've learned that uh, you can kind of save money on a a couple of your batters, you know, below the 3,000 range, which does help you play around. And and, and then I kind of try to do like Nick said, I try to look for those batters that are normally good hitters that are, uh, you know, kind of struggling at the time. Maybe they haven't gotten a hit or two.
0: I think um the the one thing I always stress with the uh, fantasy leagues nick is that you need to understand the rules it's so important uh, to know to know the rules so obviously we've got our our um, as an example our sgpn league at the minute and we put daily lineup changes on that now I think In hindsight, I don't think I should have done... Because what it's done is it's knocked out about five or six of the players who just don't check every day. So, Munaf's sitting there, and I know fine well Munaf is rooted to the bottom of the league, and it's never... I don't think I had any intention of getting off the bottom of the league. Um, So, there's daily lined-up changes. Now, I, in this country... At eight, they change at eight o'clock in the morning for me. It's absolutely great, so I can get in and hoover up all the available pitches that day. Someone somewhere else in the world has cottoned onto this fact. Now someone's getting up at four o'clock every morning. I don't know who it is, uh, but someone's getting up and stealing the pitches. But you just need to be aware of the rules. You need to know if you've got daily lineup changes, if there's a, uh, a limit on pitching sorts and things like that. Because you can guarantee, I reckon, about half the people in your league have got no chance of winning it just by not really understanding the setup, uh, the time of the locks, the daily or versus weekly roster changes, and um, FAB budgets as well. Uh, FAB budgets, even playing, whether it's fantasy uh, football or fantasy baseball, Nick, uh, are you any good at FAB? Because I'm not... I've
2: I've had, you know, mixed results in in pretty much every kind of league, uh, including fab. Uh, I I will say our, in our baseball league. um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. If if you're not doing daily lineup switches, you're probably not going to stand a chance. Um, But if you ever played weekly lineup changes, it's hard to go back from daily to weekly because you'll get a guy who gets on the, on the IL on Tuesday and you can't move him out of your roster. It's just so frustrating. So, Once you've done daily, it's hard to go back into just weekly. Um, And then also with our league, it's it's all points. It's not head to head. And I think in in head to head, uh, I think if you pick up pitchers that have bad days, it hurts you more than in our just points league. Uh, So, yeah – in our league, it's been a scramble for, for starting pitching, especially this year where pitching's been ahead of hitting. Uh, so you, yeah, you better get those pitchers quickly. Like I've done something. I'm not sure if I should tell you. I don't know if I've, anybody's caught on to what I've been doing, but I'll pick pitchers up two days in advance. Because Yeah, I've
0: noticed. Because I've I, seen
2: you, Nick. I can't get up that early to get the guys that day, so I'm looking further in advance. Um, but it's all fun, man. It's all a good time and a chance to win some money, too.
0: I mean, the other really cynical option on there is to take a picture then immediately drop them, which freezes them on to wave us for 48 hours. I mean, I'm not suggesting that at all. Um, what what I think I would have done differently, um, just commission it, would be put a cap on the amount of starting pictures we could have used uh, because it's an absolute, like I say, it's a, it's a free for all trying to pick those pictures up like it's wild. Um, but, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm a rookie. I, I live and learn about these things.
2: Yeah, hey. Um, well, for next year, we'll make the change.
0: We make the change, yeah. Uh, so this week, um, we got a lot of picks to get through with with four of us. Hopefully, a load of winners. I don't actually know what um, Nick and Nick and Will's picks are, so uh, we might have some double ups as well. And this week, in uh, across across MLB, there's again not huge amounts of um, of standout. Um, series. Um, I marked the, the one I'm trying to
1: remember the one that caught my eye here. Um, I mark it down as I think Cubs and uh Mets are one for me. I'll kind of lead it off here. Um, yeah, yeah, nothing too exciting to at least start the week. Um, Maybe the other one would probably be the Rays and the White Sox. Yeah, the, I think yeah. that's the, the we'll have some good pitching matchups in that one. So, I think those were the two for me. I don't know. Did you have anything else, Malcolm, for the
0: the, the Jays and the Red Sox as well? Um, Alec Manoa is going for the Jays. Uh, we talked him up a couple of weeks ago on debut against the Yankees. Pitched really well. Um, has had a bit of a middling performance since then, but he pitches against uh, Nathan Iovaldi. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, he was just in a bit of a rocky patch. Started really well. Uh, He's said a few bumps in the road recently. That looks like a good game tomorrow. Uh, but I think we're in this. We're in this period. This happened sort of last Thursday, where we're into all the the two and three pitches. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of the studs have gone over the weekend. Uh, we're into the twos and three, so even the fours. So, but someone's going to win them, and someone's going to lose them. So, um, I tell you, we'll start with Nick. Um, did you what did you pick out for us this week? Have you got a lock and a dog?
2: Yeah, sure. I can give you a lock and a dog. Uh I'll just stick with just Monday because, you know, especially that's the 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 day that we have most of the lines for. Uh i and also when I'm picking a lock here, I'm not gonna pick someone that's, you know minus 200 or something because yeah. that's just too obvious right yeah so i'll go uh cardinals over the marlins tomorrow uh my man the old the old guy he's almost as old as me adam adam rain uh, wainwright uh still a hell of a pitcher at 39 uh he's gone what seven innings in his last two starts limiting both the indians and reds to two runs and uh, i know miami's playing pretty well they've, they've won two series in a row uh, plus, the Cardinals are only two and eight in their last ten. But so this this is screaming regression on both ends here. I think uh, St. Louis is happy to come home, and I think I think they'll beat the Marlins tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. I think um, the fact that the Cards have scuffled a little bit. and the Marlins, have done okay. Might just bring the the prices a little bit closer together. I think uh, Braxton Garrett starting, uh, possibly even a bit of a bullpen day for the Marlins. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't put you off the off the cards at all, Nick. Uh, and uh, do, have you got a fancy one? Did you find us a dog?
2: Of course, sure. Not the biggest dog in the world, but I'll take the Reds plus 120 at Milwaukee tomorrow. Uh, that new pitcher, Vlad Gutierrez, is uh, is actually pitching pretty well for the Reds. And also, the Brewers, they, they their offense is just so limited. So, when Burns, Woodford, or Peralta isn't pitching, those are good opportunities to fade the Brewers. And, uh, and I think Lauer is pitching for them uh, tomorrow. So, I like the Reds to uh, take care of business
0: in Milwaukee. Yeah, they've... Uh, it- couple of rookie pitchers who've come up for the Reds. Um, There's a uh, Santian, Tony Santian, I think, pitched tonight as well. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye on them. We do like, on the on the MLB Gambling Podcast, we like a rookie pitcher coming up. We've had decent success um, with them. Just, Moon, I think it was Munaf pointed out last week that when the major league hitters haven't seen them, you can often get a stellar debut out of someone. Uh, but Gutierrez has had... Three starts, I think now. Yeah, and he's done all right. So, uh, shrewd stuff from Nick. Um, Will, is your connection still allowing you to, to make some picks? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You're uh, still there. Okay. I lost a visual on you, that's all. But, uh, is pretty good to know face. you're still there. Okay. So, right, these, this is the real deal here. Um, Will, <laughs> you're, whatever you do, I'm going to heavily invest in. So, no pressure, Will. Win me some <laughs> money. <laughs> oh, well for my luck
3: I'm uh, I'm also looking at uh, tomorrow's games by the way uh, I'm going Oakland minus 145 with Shamaniyo on the mound versus a struggling team and a struggling pitcher in the Angels and Dylan Bundy uh, this one almost feels like a no-brainer, even though the Angels. Uh, it, what uh, nobody knows what's going on there. Tons of red flags there, but uh, as long as Bundy's struggling and Mania's pitching well, I'll gladly lay one forty-five with uh, with Oakland. And for my dog, I'm also, I'm looking at a uh, Tampa Bay plus one ten with Tyler Glass now on the mound against the White Sox and Lance Lynn. Uh, and realistically speaking, that should be a really good baseball game. But when you have two really good pitchers going head to head like that, it's my preference to just go ahead and take the plus money.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, the Rays are always in every game they play. The the never out. I do like uh, Glass. Like five and two record. Um, Lansing's been going okay, uh, and the White Sox have been run heavy. But, I mean, you just trust Tampa to be able to put something together on any given night. So uh, that's a a good price here. We'll be be parlaying those two up. Uh, Moonaf, what have you got?
1: Yeah, I'll start by lock. I think mine's also going tomorrow night on Monday. It's going to be – I'm going to follow what I did last week on the run line. Uh, I'm going to go with Giants run line tomorrow against uh, D-backs. Um, I'm simply just fading this Diamondbacks team. I mean, you take a look at what they've been doing all season. It's been really bad, right? You have Alex Wood on the mound for the Giants tomorrow night. He's 5-3 three with three seven nine ERA. He's struggling a bit this month, but I think this is a spot for him to kind of get right against uh, the D-backs. D-backs are 3-13 and, thir- three and 13 against left-handed pitching this so far this is season, 6-16 six and 16 in the division, so um giants one of the better home teams also so they're 18 and 9 so i'll take the giants on the run line as my lock and then my dog uh it might be close to even money again i'm not sure even if he might be a dog but i'm gonna go with casey mize one of our guys malcolm we've talked about him all season long he's going against the royals on tuesday uh he's already had three starts against the royals this season already uh the first start did not go so well but over his last two starts, uh, he's combined for twelve and a third innings pitch, six hits allowed over that span, and he's only given up three earned runs. And Mike Miner gets to start for the Royals. This is another one of those pitchers uh, we've talked about who has a huge difference in his home road home road splits. Uh, on the road this season, he is three and zero with the two seven three ERA, but he's pitching at home on Tuesday against the uh, Tigers. Where at home, his record is two and three with a 5.93 ERA. He did go up against the Tigers on May 21st where he pitched 6 innings, gave up 10 hits and four earned runs. So, uh Miles is the guy that we've been talking about all season long Malcolm and I'm going to back him again here against the Royals on Tuesday
0: yeah a couple of those Tigers pitches um Scoobles the other one who's been quite kind to us and, and you're right the Diamondbacks are verging on becoming uncompetitive at this point um they really can't do anything right like so yeah uh two solid picks moving off um I'll give you my lock and already Will's thrown cast a shadow over it <laughs> by telling me how bad the Angels are I locked up um Andrew Heaney on Tuesday uh, for, the Angels, for the Angels against um, Frankie Montas. I think the Angels have been quite unfortunate in the last uh, couple of weeks. Isn't it? They've gone eight and two, um, but at the same time, Auckland have done exactly the same, uh, carried the same record. So the Angels haven't closed, uh, haven't closed the gap, and they've been unfortunate not to. Um, the two pictures here have identical. Uh, near identical records. They've both got a 4.37 ERA. Um, Heaney's 4 and 3, Montas is 6 and 6. But I just think he's trending in the right direction. Um, he changed what he was doing a little bit, throwing a load of more fastballs. Um, he's gone 2 and 0 with a 1.38 ERA and 14 Ks uh, in his last uh, 13 innings over those two games. Um and like I say, yeah, Angels have gone eight and two. They've won five before tonight, uh, won five in a row. So I think it, it, it's a, it's a toss of a coin this one, but I think Angels would be the bigger price. Um, so I was happy to take them there. And for my luck, um, Monday night, Austin Gomba, um against Denelson, Lemaitre, uh and the Padres. Uh, lemet has been coming back from this injury, doing okay. Um, Brick by brick, he's been getting himself um slightly more stretched out. Um last time out, no runs through four wins, but then them ran into a whole load of trouble. And I just think he's he's still got potential just to fall apart. Um Gomba goes under the radar um three and one with a one point five seven ERA. Um, fifth lowest in the national league. That is since since May the twelfth, uh, and he's two and one with the 1.33 ERA. Um, so yeah, that'll be a big price as well um, with uh, a big name team like the Padres, uh, as Nick mentioned, coming into town earlier on. So I'll take I'll take Gomba against Lemaitre, and hopefully maybe get a bit of plus 160, plus uh, 170 there. So yeah, we did manage between us to alight on. Um, eight different picks which i didn't think we did with the start so well done boys i'm
1: parlaying all of our picks together by the way so
0: there
2: we go
1: maybe i'm uh i'll be a rich man by uh thursday and then (laughs) all divided by four by whatever if i if i hit it so look out for your uh (laughs) venmo and your cash app accounts guys
0: (laughs) a massive 18 parley that's the sort of content we're here for Moonaf. Um, and I think, boys, that has got us to the end uh, to the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, Nick. Appreciate it. Anytime. A lot of fun, guys. Uh, cheers, Will.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on. About time we get the whole crew together.
2: Well,
3: yeah. Before we um, get
1: off, Malcolm. Before we get on off, uh, Will, you want to you want to tout your uh, tennis over this French uh, French Open tournament?
3: Sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> With, with the finals picks went three and one. Uh the only pick we didn't hit was Sitsipas, which yeah. uh we we had every shot in the world. He took the first two sets before losing three straight and dropped third set six four. Not gonna complain there. And uh you're really missing out on some free money if you're not in the uh the SGPN Slack channel, uh the SGPN dot slack dot com. Um, yeah. I believe it was about an hour before things started. I also gave out, what was it? A five to one correct score prop, which uh, was easiest money you'll find in in, in the world.
0: I saw that Will, And A, I was really uh, impressed with how confident you were about it. That made me smile. And then obviously you just went and landed it as well. So yeah, the Slack channels have been buzzing again this week. Um, Nick, um, the stuff that you get in, I mean, I don't know. Are we are we, are we in college season? What's coming up?
2: Well, yeah. So lately I've been uh, dropping some columns on fantasy football, dropping some uh, NCAA football win total columns, and uh, check out the college experience. Uh, usually on Thursdays, a uh, college football pod drops, and on Fridays, a college basketball pod drops. So, it's, you know, it's it's never the off-season, man.
0: off factor to man of many jobs how many uh pies have you got your finger in this week
1: yeah uh you know we got nba playoffs that are chugging along and i i know you went in the middle of i'm going to tell myself here a little bit. i know you guys were talking about fantasy baseball i don't know if y'all saw me fist pumping in the air or not but i did hit a 40 41 to 1 golf outright this weekend so Ooh. that's why i'm a little here you ex- go <laughs> that's why i'm a little excited but um I mean, you know, I've said this before, between the four of us are our our baseball guys. I'll put our team up against anybody in the world in, in baseball. And, you know, we have so many five tool, five tool players all across SGPN and I'm just excited. I know I didn't get involved until last year, but Will and Nick have been around around for a while with SGPN. And uh, it's just been really incredible to see how far we've come over over the last year with, with the app and everything. So I'm excited to, you know, be with you guys and and, and you know SGP and really going to the moon. So um it's exciting times right now. I, uh, just like Nick said, even be just because football season over doesn't mean the work doesn't stop because you know we're we're grinding out, getting prep for for football and then we're in the middle of baseball and basketball. So it, it's exciting times and really fun, you know, some of the job that we do. So um, you know, kudos to all you guys also.
0: Yeah, you know, my um Royal Ascot preview went up overnight uh, on the SGP and website as well. It's a uh the biggest race meet of the year over here uh, it's very British and very silly the the Queen goes down the course in a horse-drawn carriage at the start of the race and it's the <laughs> most uh, it's the most cliched British thing you've ever watched uh, but there's 31 races uh, between Tuesday and Friday so I've broken down nine of the races um, which was quite a big effort um, I've put that into the Slack channel and that's up on the website so if you get a little chance if you've got some time to put your feet up this week uh, a bit of early morning betting on the ponies for you boys I mean a, a, bet, a, a horse all spent over breakfast. I mean, that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of dream we're, we're living here at SGPN. Um, so yeah, get over to the website tallyside.com for our picks, they're embedded. Uh, there's loads of stuff for the Euros as well. Uh, Billy's cranking out loads of content, um, on the group stages, and that'll be rolling into the knockout stages as well. Um, so yeah, plenty of opportunity, um, for everybody, uh, whatever you fancy. Um boys thanks for joining us we'll do this again uh, maybe sometime near the all-star break we can have a little a little review of what's gone down and we can see where we can make some money in the second half of the season uh, enjoy your week uh, Megan and Moona will be back to record on Thursday uh, and we'll see you down the road cheers